Have you heard about the new handicapping and betting app that is sweeping the nation? It's called First Bet, and it puts the power of AI-assisted handicapping, seamless wagering, and live HD video in the palm of your hand. Thousands of bettors have already made First Bet their way to handicap, bet, and watch more than 300 of the world's top tracks. Isn't it time for you to join them? And when you give First Bet a try today, you can cash in on a huge welcome bonus. Sign up with promo code Sport of Kings, all one word, and you will get $10 just for joining, as well as a 10% rebate, up to $500 for your first. 30 days. With that much free cash on the line, what do you have to lose? Get started at first.com slash bet. That's number one, st.com slash bet. And don't forget promo code SPORTOFKINGS when you sign up. And if you already have an ExpressBet account, you're way ahead of the game. Simply log into FirstBet using your username and password, and you're off to the races. Up to 18 years or older and 21 years old in certain states to open an account with FirstBet and reside in a state where such activity is legal, void or prohibited, national gambling support line 800-522-4700 share of up to $100,000 every week with Joker's Run Wild at Muckleshoot Casino. We're drawing winners every Wednesday in May at 6, 7, and 8 p.m. inside Galaxy. Be here for your chance to win up to $100,000. Play with your Muckleshoot Rewards card to earn entries with double entries on Tuesdays. Joker's Run Wild at Muckleshoot Casino, the biggest and best in the Northwest. Racing Northwest Kentucky Derby Week and just a little over one week from Emerald Downs 2022 season start. Joe with Vince Brune here at Emerald Downs and just audio this week. I know you like to listen to us and then watch us on YouTube. We'll be back uh, with our YouTube video production of Horse Racing Northwest soon. I'm doing a little maintenance work, getting ready for opening day, Vince, and the lid lifter is not far off. It is Sunday, May 15th, and Derby Week has already begun. You know, it's gotten a little bigger. Now Thursday's card, you know, Friday is Oaks Day, Saturday, <laughs> of course, the Derby. As we speak here, there's a Washington bread called the Big Wham going to the post in the Kentucky Juvenile $200,000 race. Okay, and leading Washington bread earner this year is Anthony's Cleopatra at 88000 after winning the uh, California Oaks last week at Golden Gate. That's, that horse has been a stone runner since day one for uh, Tim McKenna and company. So that horse has a future. Yeah, three for four with a second. That's her name. We're talking Kentucky Derby Day. The schedule at Emerald Downs, the fifth floor opens at 7 a.m. You can get in the building at 7 a.m. First Churchill Downs race goes at 7.30. Floors two and three open at 11 a.m. Everybody's going to get a free Churchill Downs program, and we're going to have the hat contest. That judging goes on early in the afternoon. Uh, make your way out by the winner's circle. We've got some nice prizes in the hat contest. Uh, we've got great food here at Emerald Downs. Chef Scott, we've got a chance to get some of his wares, and uh, we really have a good thing going in the kitchen here. So, And that'll be manifested at the concession stands and anywhere you get anything to eat at Emerald Downs. Chef Scott doing a great job. Shoreline OTB is open, and you're going to get a free Churchill Downs program there as well. So Shoreline OTB opened last weekend, 167th in Aurora there. Uh, many regulars at the Shoreline OTB, free Churchill Downs program there as well. So things get started early at 7 a.m. 
the fifth floor open. First come, first serve for tables up there on Kentucky Derby Day this Saturday, May 7th. How about a, is there one Kentucky Derby kind of semi-highlight for you that comes to mind quickly? Going back? Yeah, just anything. Yeah, I jotted one down. It was it would go back to 1997. Uh, the only time I ever cashed a future book wager on the Kentucky Derby was Silver Charm. Quick story, I was working for the Daily Racing Forum at that time when we're watching training. This was in the summer of 96. And Mr. Baffert happens to say, this horse going by, he goes, that's a horse... That horse is a runner right there. Okay. We asked who its name was, and he said, it's, hey, it's Silver Charm. So a week later, the horse debuted, and I made up my best bet in the forum, and I ended up kind of getting chewed out on that. And he goes, hey, listen, when I say it's stuff like that, that's not for you to write about. And he ended up getting beat. I made a big win wager on him. He won off, I believe, at 5-2, to two, and a horse named Deeds Not Words beat him. These not words ended up only winning two races in his life, ran last in the 1997 Kentucky Derby, but he beat Silver Charm that day. But Silver Charm, I did get uh, 35 to 1 on him in the, as a future wager uh, that September for the Derby. I think I had 50 on him, and he won by a head. Held off the favorite, Captain Bodgett. 4 to 1. Derby at 4 to 1. That's I bet right. him as well that Free year. Free house was third. And the next year, 1998, uh, I made a bet early in the card early in the day i bet 50 bucks to win on real quiet mike pegram easy to root for him he was a bigger price yeah and he came uh mike came to emerald downs for press conferences on the wednesday after the derby and the preakness so i had my 50 down on real quiet and then i was going to make the kjr contest bet and i and i was blanking on and we did the radio show that morning and i was blanking on oh dang it uh who the heck was it was it and real quiet, I had it narrowed down to three, maybe even two. And I thought, no, nah, I think it's this other horse who I can't even remember his names now. He, he ended up being a stud. So, uh, you know, we're rooting like hell in the Derby. Real quiet wins and paid like nine to one or something maybe around there. it was there. 18 bucks or something okay. like that. Yeah. yeah, maybe eight to one. And so everybody's happy and and, and a bunch of people came down from, my, from Mount Vernon to root for uh, Pegram and so forth. So... Later, I went out, uh, I was out and about the crowd. We were racing, of course, that day. And George from Renton came up to me, goes, hey, man, we did it. You know, he wants a high five. And, and I'm thinking, oh, yeah, George, he was on, he had real quiet. That was the pick today. So I took the, I hadn't cashed the ticket yet. I took the $50 win ticket. You know, I wasn't about to ask the company for, hey, I need 50 to win on real quiet after the race is over. So that one sticks you, out. You I was did happy. the honorable thing there. I was happy then sad. You know what? I've made mistakes like that. Oh, and I go home shoot. at night saying, you know what? This is a difficult oh, enough game geez. without me screwing oh, up man. the window. So we've all done it though. We've all made mistakes. Okay. Emerald Downs open at 7 a.m. And actually on Friday as well, Oaks Day. What a race the Kentucky Oaks is this year. Um, and that uh, Friday and Saturday open at 7 a.m. Emerald Downs opening, as Vince mentioned, Sunday, May 15th, first race at 2 p.m. 2022 season, just getting close to a beginning training day. You can catch training day videos at emeralddowns.youtube. Uh, Go to YouTube, type in Emerald Downs training day, and we did another one this week. So catch some local horses in action down the stretch. 
Uh, let's see. We have a 14.7 win play show takeout, Vince. That's outstanding for that horse players. That is outstanding. Players. And a lot of horse players on social media, that's always a hot topic is the takeout. And we're very proud to have that because you and I are like, we make win bets yep. a lot. And, uh, for that, you notice that, uh, oh, sure. You know, the difference in the odds when you get a 14.7 takeout as opposed to a 16 or 17%. So lowest in the country on win play show combined, 14.7% uh, on all three of those wagers at Emerald Downs this year. We're proud of that. Uh, we're going to have magnetic calendars and prize drawings on opening day, Sunday, May 15th. So you're going to get a free magnetic calendar when you come in. You'll also get an entry blank to fill out and put in the big hopper. We'll have some nice prize drawings throughout the card. And uh, I suppose we're going to introduce the jockeys as we, we usually do. We will introduce the jockeys, yeah. I've been a little bit tentative in looking at the weather report and start looking at that here pretty quick. I think we've gotten most of the cold out of the way, though, in time for Emerald Downs. Good. And, you know, our jockey colony uh, is going to be outstanding. Now, Julian Couton could be a defection. In yep. fact, he's not planning on coming. He missed by one win for the title last year behind Alex Cruz. But two-time defending champ Alex Cruz is back. He is. He's going to go for his third straight title. Um, several familiar names. Juan Gutierrez, you know, he begins the season just three away from 1,500 mm -hmm. at Emerald Downs. In fact, I was just talking about we get the sign made for that. Other leading riders returning. Javier Matias, number five all time with 613 wins here. Leslie Mowing, I understand he will be here. Yep. Full time. He's number four all time with 780. Kevin Radke, number eight all time with 548. He's been getting on horses since uh, we began training here this year. Jen Whitaker, number nine with 514. She's back. Kevin Orozco, our leading stakes rider in limited action here last yeah. year. He'll be riding here full time. Uh, Wayne Barnett, uh, you know, the Emerald Racing Club. We've got a couple of horses. He's been getting on those in the morning. And Wayne, of course, rode Coastal Kid here last year in the Muckleshoot Tribal Classic. He'll be riding here. Isaiah Enriquez, our 2013 riding champ. I understand he will be back. I've been... um, I think that's a little up in the okay. air now that Justin Evans isn't coming. Okay, that's good. And uh, we'll probably cross that one off the list um let's see who else we got well jose, jose zanino jose what a zanino. meet he had at phoenix he's been doing great down oh. there he also finished i believe fifth here last year Good. he had a, he had a big meet alex anaya um gets better every year up gets here better every year won the title at grants pass last fall yeah uh taylor smith one of the top riders in oregon the last few years i understand uh she will be uh riding here uh, this year. So it's going to be tough uh, in that jocks colony because there's like 12 pretty good riders right there off the top. That's some real depth in the riding colony at Emerald Downs. Uh, Sunday, May 15th, we'll go to Saturday and Sunday for a couple weekends. Then on June 3rd, Friday, we'll pick up Friday night racing, Saturday and Sunday afternoons. So we are getting close to another season at Emerald Downs. Looking forward to that. Uh, Hey, Roger LeBlanc is going to join us in our next segment. He of LazyBetter.com. Uh, some really great free information on YouTube uh, from LazyBetter. And also some, just some great content at the website as well. Roger is a published author and has concentrated uh, highly on the Kentucky Derby the last 10 years. So Roger will join us and we'll have some selections and a little bit more as well. Let's take a short time out. We'll come back with Roger LeBlanc here on Horse Racing Northwest. 
Have you heard about the new handicapping and betting app that is sweeping the nation? It's called First Bet, and it puts the power of AI-assisted handicapping, seamless wagering, and live HD video in the palm of your hand. Thousands of bettors have already made First Bet their way to handicap, bet, and watch more than 300 of the world's top tracks. Isn't it time for you to join them? And when you give First Bet a try today, you can cash in on a huge welcome bonus. Sign up with promo code Sport of Kings, all one word, and you will get $10 just for joining as well as a 10% rebate, up to $500 for your first 30 days. With that much free cash on the line, what do you have to lose? Get started at first.com slash bet. That's number one, st.com slash bet. And don't forget promo code Sport of Kings when you sign up. And if you already have an ExpressBet account, you're way ahead of the game. Simply log into FirstBet using your username and password, and you're off to the races. Up to 18 years or older and 21 years old in certain states to open an account with FirstBet and reside in the state where such activity is legal, void to prohibit National Gambling Support Line 800-522-4700. Zozos, Planny Robadina, and here's a sweeping epicenter. Those building momentum, three quarters, one minute, 11.69 seconds. Epicenter has taken the lead for the inside Zozos, then Planny Robadina, and Call Me Midnight. Coming past the 16th, it's Epicenter, who's kicked away now from Zozos. Pioneer Medina will be third best. Epicenter wins the Louisiana Derby. Epicenter won that Louisiana Derby, and he heads to May 7th as a possible favorite. He probably won't be worse than second favorite. Him and Zandon figure as the top two. Taiba, maybe. Let's bring in an expert here on the Kentucky Derby, our good friend Roger LeBlanc of LazyBetter.com. Roger, good afternoon. Hi, Joe. Uh, it's a pleasure to be with you here on uh, this great weekend. <laughs> yeah, good to have you. And uh, just uh, going through, just first of all, folks, uh, you can listen to Roger all year long. Um, just a lot of free content on YouTube. Just type in a Lazy Better and uh, you'll see a lot of videos. Roger does a super job of, uh, he's got a technique where if he thinks he can beat the favorite, he'll Dutch, meaning bet two horses to win. And uh, you've had some pretty darn good streaks in that area, Roger. And, and you pay attention to Emerald Downs as well, don't you? Yeah, I sure do. One of my favorite tracks for sure. That is excellent, and uh, just really well-thought-out stuff. We had Roger on the Win Play show several times over the years, and uh, you just kind of took a hankering to cash in a wager in the Kentucky Derby way back because one of the reasons is the big field can produce some pretty large payoffs. So uh, if you can do well there, you can do well. Roger, tell us about your Derby uh, interest over the years. Well, um, I wrote the book, uh, The Lazy Better's Guide to the Kentucky Derby, and that's what I base my selections on. And, Joe, you were kind enough to have have me on um, the first three years after the book came out. And uh, I'm coming in today protecting a perfect record on your show as far as the Kentucky Derby goes. Um, I, I had, uh, I go ahead and brag, about man. The winner. Yeah, in uh, 2014, 15, and 16. Awesome. With uh, California Chrome, Nyquist, um, and, and 15, a horse I've forgotten. <laughs> American Pharaoh, I think, was in there, huh? American yeah, Pharaoh? Right. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. So, anyway, yeah, it's three for three on your show, so it's a, it's a good omen that you've got me back this year. I'm going to try to ride that to four in a row. That is great. Um, 
So uh, where can fans uh, get your content and your Kentucky Derby? I was just listening to you and Mark Kramer, uh, a very renowned uh, horse racing author, Mark Kramer. You guys have a, a, a complimentary video right there on YouTube. Uh, what about uh, other stuff? We have a website, lazybetterusa.com, where um, almost all of our content appears there. And our YouTube channel is called Instant Value Handicapping. Uh, you can type in Lazy Better or that uh, on YouTube and come up with our content there. And, yes, uh, the Mark Kramer interview went up today. And uh, it's really a pleasure to watch a, watch a veteran handicapper like Mark Kramer really dig into this race. He comes up with some interesting stuff. So I encourage everyone to check out that video on YouTube. Yeah, definitely. I've seen two-thirds of it. I had to it to come in and do this podcast so i'll finish that off but uh yeah really good stuff so uh 20 horses and you know you you like to uh recommend uh betting two horses a race often are you gonna bet uh more than two horses to win or what's your what's your wagering approach like on derby day well most derbies i i have a couple different um barometers that i use from the book and if, if I find a horse that hits that top level, I, most of my money, like 80% of my money, will be on that horse. And then because it's the derby and strange things happen, um, I'll, I'll put a little money on my second and third picks. Okay. And um, I see the same thing happening again this year. Okay, right. And part of uh, your recent video on YouTube, um, you mentioned, you know, closers are just kind of tough to – to really get excited about in the Derby just because of that 20 horse field and Mark Kramer, you know, so many people like Mo Donegal because he's a really fine racehorse, but Mark made that point where the one hole is not good for him. And I certainly agree with it. I mean, you know, you drop back from the one hole as a closer, but when you drop back in the Kentucky Derby and the jocks got that in his mind that, you know, we're coming from off the pace, you're going to have, 15 to 19 horses in front of you uh, for a good part of the race. So it makes it tough on a closer, doesn't it? Yeah, it sure does. And um, in researching the book, one thing I found was there's a, there's a difference between speed out of the gate and speed late in the race. And horses who break sharply from the, from the gate, they've got kind of a natural agility in order to do that. I mean, they're, they're going from a standing stop to putting up really fast fraction that that takes that mm. takes a lot of coordination and talent deep closers they don't have that agility so their speed comes from building momentum so if they run into any trouble through the course of the race they lose that momentum and it takes some time to rebuild it they can't just kind of start and stop on a dime like early runners can very good yeah perfect logic there so Okay, well, we're going to get a treat from Roger LeBlanc here of Lazy Better USA and Instant Value Handicapping. He's going to give us uh, his insights into the finish of this year's Kentucky Derby. Roger? Okay, so um, the, um, the two gold standard qualifiers I have this year come from the Louisiana Derby. That's the center in Zandon. Um, and to hit that gold standard, they have to run a certain uh, fast pace early and still maintain that pace late. And uh, that race for both of those horses is very impressive. Did I say Zandi? I meant Zozo's. Yeah. Um, so um, Zozo set a fast pace. His opening quarter was 23.27. 
And throughout the course of that race, he never ran a quarter. Um, every quarter was faster than 25 seconds. Mm. Usually a front runner will catch a break there of 25 and change somewhere in the race, and that allows them to finish. Um, Zozo's just kept going. And um, when Epicenter, who is an impressive horse, came by him, he didn't really throw in the towel. He uh, he hung in there very strongly for second. And um, the other thing I like about those two horses, if you look at their nine furlong time, so if that race was run at a mile and an eighth, um, both of them would have run the fastest mile and an eighth in the Louisiana Derby history. So they were faster than Hot Rod Charlie last year faster than anyone who's run that race at that distance. So I think that, that was a very, very strong prep race, and, and that's where I'll, I'll be focusing. Very good. Okay, Epicenter Zozo's coming out of the Louisiana Derby, and uh, Epicenter uh, having a really good 2022, as you might imagine, overall. He had a previous stake win in the Risen Star real easily down there. So... Uh, there's a couple for Roger, um, and Messier is, uh, you know, a lot of people's pick this week, and I heard you and Mark Kramer discussing, and Mark was talking about field size that Messier had been in against, and but if you're running one two the whole race, the field size really doesn't matter that much, does it? No, I would agree with that, um, and that's uh, one thing in the past that I've ended up in the last several years or the first years after the book, landing on favorites. And people are saying, well, you can't play the favorite in the Derby because it's a 20-horse field. But if you're playing horses who are going to be positioned first, second, or third, you they only have to deal with three yeah. or five horses in the race. So um, so it's, so I agree with you that the field size for a closer is really significant. For a horse like Messier, that I don't think it's as big an issue as... Um, yeah, as it is for a closer. Okay. What about uh, Taiba, uh, winner of that Santa Anita Derby and just his second career start? What are your thoughts on him? I, there's a, okay, I'll give you the good news on him first. Mm. Only two horses have run that Santa Anita Derby faster since it came back on dirt. I think it was 11 or 12 years uh, runnings now. Um, the two horses who ran faster than him are California Chrome and I'll have another, mm-hmm. uh, both of whom went on to win the Kentucky Derby. Um, the bad news is that they were a lot faster than Taba. Mm-hmm. Um, so even though he's kind of up in the top three, there is a, there is a talent gap there. So I think he has to make up, he has to move forward quite a bit and, I think um, his early fractions are not superb, um, so he may run into traffic problems. He may not be able to handle a pace that comes up really fast, and I, I think this year will be a fast pace. So, yeah, we've got that so I, sprinter yeah. in from uh, the mid east. Uh, summer is tomorrow. Um, and it looks like he is usually right up on the lead in all his races. So, uh, that'll help with the pace as well. Roger yes, LeBlanc. They, Go ahead, Roger. Oh, sorry. Um, this is the first time, really, that we've had a, a sprinter back in the Derby since 2013. And summer is tomorrow. I saw an interview with his trainer, and he said, we're doing the same thing. We're, we're 
we're shooting out of the gate going for the lead. He thinks the horse got a lot out of that last race and can last the distance. So I, I think it'll be a hot pace. They'll be they'll be chasing a horse who's who's going all out early. Very good. Yeah, summer's tomorrow, number four, and then the the horse, uh, basically a Japanese based horse. Um, he's pretty interesting, especially with the uh, events of last uh, fall's Breeders' Cup in Southern Cal. Crown Pride comes in with three wins Let and four starts. Let me interject something. On sure. social media, I have read a hundred people love Crown Pride this have week. You? Yes, and the, the history of those horses coming over from there is not good overall. Right. However, the Japanese have made great strides, we all know, in the last several years on the on the international stage. So that horse is kind of a wild card, but I think he's going to be a lot lower than 20 to 1 just because of the way he's trained at Churchill Downs, and he certainly seems to be a big buzz horse. Okay, and he's a, he's a great grandson of Sunday Silence as well, which, of course, doesn't hurt as well in the bloodlines. What do you think about him, Roger? Um, Mark Kramer has been making a strong case for him mm. uh, for about two weeks now, and mm. I, I, I'm almost on board, but not, but not quite. Um, I, I'm, I'm hesitant because that race, the UAE Derby, was very fast early and very slow late, mm. and very slow late usually isn't the best prep race for the Kentucky Derby. So, uh, Mark has come up with a, a real. Um, solid way of of uh, applying a variant to that race and you can kind of hear his views in that interview um but he's interesting but i'm not quite there on, on him okay. uae derby sorry to interject is 16 starts in the kentucky derby horses come to the uae derby no first no seconds no thirds Ooh, historically i heard yep. the no first yeah. part but then no seconds and no thirds That's, either yeah okay so uh we'll see but th again this this horse uh, yeah i agree with roger there's 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 some positive things to this one here but i'm gonna with stats like that i'm gonna make him prove it okay and again you can yeah get... I, I agree i i think that's where i am too with him Roger, one kind of long shot then out there that uh you know might get underneath on some of your tickets uh tis the bomb okay i yeah he's a he's a closer i generally don't like those type of horses but he has uh won on three different surfaces and dirt doesn't seem to be his best surface but um his last race was his best he he looks like he's coming around he put up solid uh numbers pace wise and finish wise in that race and uh he's going to be you know better than 20 to 1 most likely so for what it's worth, tis the bomb, the leading earner in this year's Kentucky Derby with a million forty-four thousand, and the most wins with five career-wise. Yeah, so that uh, yeah. yeah. He, go, go ahead, Roger. Yeah, he shows he shows up. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> kidding. Okay, well, lazybetterusa.com, our instant value handicapping. Uh, if you go to YouTube again, you're going to get some really good content. Uh, in fact, there's there's a, several videos on the Kentucky Derby, isn't there, Roger, on YouTube? Yeah, we put a series of uh, of uh, Kentucky Derby contenders in focus videos up there. That is great. Well, hey, uh, and you can get uh, all your content from Roger LeBlanc and follow him on YouTube all year long and check him out at LazyBetterUSA.com as well. Roger, uh, thank you so much, and uh, let's hope you keep that streak alive this year. 
Yeah, yeah, that'd, that'd be nice. Thank you for having me on, Joe and, and Vince. Good luck, guys. Thank Thanks, you, Roger. Roger. Roger LeBlanc joining us on Horse Racing Northwest. And thanks to Roger. He's and, got the uh, data. <laughs> yeah, he definitely does. He's and uh, you know pretty good streak as he started out on the win place show, giving out winners in the big one. Um, and we're going to have one more segment. We'll have some picks ourselves and relate some other people's picks. Uh, you know, uh, there was uh, some sad news to report. Uh, we do it on Horse Racing Northwest. Uh, Jennifer Whitaker's older sister, Darlene, passed away a couple weeks ago. Darlene Whitaker, a jockey herself. Uh, she paved that ground before Jennifer got involved. They grew up kind of there in horse country in uh, uh, northeast or, or just eastern Snohomish County outside of Everett. Uh, Dan Kenny was just one year ahead of Darlene in high school, and she got to getting on horses, got to Long Acres, became a jockey, and uh, she did win at Long Acres. She was, uh, those of you that didn't know, she was injured severely in a galloping morning accident at Hollywood Park in 1986. She broke her neck in three places. Um, she was originally thought to be a paraplegic, but boy... She's been tough, as Jennifer will describe. She did, or she did have the use of her arms, which was huge. And she, Jennifer related that she really had a nice quality of life. Uh, she had three children, yeah. natural childbirth. She Think went, about that. That is really impressive. Exactly. And, you know, she traveled, went on vacations. She drove her own car. Uh, she weathered the problems. Um, her life expectancy was... 10 to 12 years after 1986 and she made it until just this year so Darlene Whitaker part of Northwest Racing History passed at age 59 just a couple of weeks ago so our condolences to that family and and I know Bob and uh, Bob Whitaker and Jennifer's mom boy they came out to watch Jennifer ride and uh, and they owned horses in fact Darlene rode a lot of their family yeah. owned horses and I believe Bob passed away uh, two or three years yep. ago we had a nice purse out here for him for all the family that was a, a very fine event so it seems like we've had to do a too, few too many of these lately joe yeah. so uh yeah sad news yeah that's our condolences to the whitaker family uh we'll take a short time out and be back with our final segment on horse racing northwest your share of up to $100,000 every week with Jokers Run Wild at Muckleshoot Casino. We're drawing winners every Wednesday in May at 6, 7, and 8 p.m. inside Galaxy. Be here for your chance to win up to $100,000. Play with your Muckleshoot Rewards card to earn entries with double entries on Tuesdays. Jokers Run Wild at Muckleshoot Casino, the biggest and best in the Northwest. Horse Racing Northwest continues. Kentucky Derby Day Saturday. Once again, gates open at 7 a.m. at Emerald Downs. Fifth floor open at 7 a.m. You can uh, wager on the Derby card on Friday as well. Advanced wagering on Friday on the Kentucky Derby. And first come, first serve on tables up there on floor five. And uh, outdoors or on track level or the third floor, inside or outside. Uh, that opens at 11 a.m. So the second and third floors open at 11 a.m. We'll have the hat contest and, again, a free Churchill Downs program. Attending Emerald Downs or even Shoreline OTB, you'll get a free Churchill Downs. Did I say Emerald Downs? Free Churchill Downs program. Mm -hmm. uh, and, hey, our friends to the north are opening. 
That's right. Hastings uh, Racecourse up in Vancouver. They open their 2022 season 2 o'clock uh, this Saturday. I imagine we'll have it here available at uh, Emerald Downs on Derby Day. And by the way, that Glen Todd dispersal sale concluded the other day. And uh, I noticed Five Star General was bought by one Kenny L. Haddiff for, I think, 110000 so I'm. Don't you think they're probably looking at the Long Acres Mile with that horse? I would have to guess. You know, with yeah, Doris Harwood, I would imagine, and that's kind of exciting. And he's I been placed in the mile the last two years, right? And then there were, I think the sales topper went for two hundred thousand. And in Princess of Cairo, of course, we're very familiar with. What did she go ninety five? I think. No, I think she was one twenty. One twenty. Okay, yeah. So the really great numbers yeah. on that sale. I, I happen to be watching it with Jeff Metz back at the barn. They got a horse called Bowen. Uh, I imagine named after Rocco Bowen. They paid 28000 for it. And I think Steve Haar, who owns uh, Coastal Kid, Coastal uh, Kid. is going to be the owner. So we'll probably see that horse here at Good. Emerald Downs. Yeah. Yeah. Doris, I uh, saw her this morning. She expected uh, Five Star General to come in today to her barn. So uh, that's... Yeah, that was a successful sale. I mean, it, it's, yeah. again, it's a devastating loss for the Northwest, but it shows the kind of horses Glenn Todd had acquired. Yeah. And when it ended, Mike Fuich... Uh, uh, who helped run the sale with Fasig Tipton. Um, he said, boy, that is the end of an era. And he said it in a sad way, too, because he was pretty close to Glenn Todd, who sure. really supported uh, Pegasus Training Center. And, of course, talk about support of British Columbia racing and, and support of Emerald Downs as well. Uh, I told the story, I think, last time, last podcast, but he told Mike, yeah, buy three down there. I want to support the breeders in Washington yeah. as well. So... Yeah, the end of an era with Glenn Todd's passing and his horses being dispersed, and uh, several are going to stay in the Northwest. Uh, some selections from other well-known handicappers on the Kentucky Derby. Uh, John White has gone back to Taiba. Taiba winner of the Santa Anita Derby. He's got him number one, Messier number two, so California influence there in the exacta. Zandon third and Epicenter fourth. John Lindley likes Messier on top followed by Epicenter and Taiba. So real similar picks there from those two excellent handicappers. Rob Rao, our buddy from Emerald Downs all those years and the Win Place show, he likes Messier on top. He's got Crown Pride second, Mo Donegal third, Pioneer of Medina fourth. Uh, who do you like, Vince? Okay, I usually try to get a price in the jury, but I, you know, I spent a lot of time on this, and I'm going to go with Epicenter. You know, it's really interesting this horse went for $260,000 and obviously a very good looking horse. And uh, by not this time, a $75,000 sire. Epicenter's first career start, Joe, he went off at 13 to 1 and finished sixth. I find that kind of interesting for a horse who really hasn't made any mistakes since that. And usually you think there would be a buzz on a horse with this kind of talent. Mm hmm. But he showed good speed, and then, you know, he came back and, and uh, aired in his next start. And since then, he has done nothing wrong. In fact, he's a head away uh, from winning five straight. And you look at the race, uh, his his uh, Louisiana Derby, that form seems to have held up pretty well out of that race. And the way he won it, you know, he's going to have to be used up coming out of there. But he does have a Derby winning jockey in Joel Rosario. Steve Asmussen, 0 for 23 in the Derby, Jeez. one second and one third. But he's, he's run a lot of big prices in there. This is the only thing missing on his resume. And I just think Epicenter... It's coming into the race perfectly, and I can place where he's going to be. He's going to be in the thick of things early. So for second, I will go with Taba. 
I think the sky's the limit with that horse. They paid $1.7 million for him. I watched that stretch run again of the Sandia Derby. That was incredible yeah. for a second-time starter to just swallow Messier like he did in the final eighth and win going away. So I will play Epicenter to win and then an exacta box with Taba. Very good. Well, I think Epicenter is, in my mind, probably the most likely winner. And everybody just loved him after the Louisiana Derby, mm-hmm. but that was March 26th. So people have seen other big performances since then. But when he came from off the pace like that, just a little bit, showed that versatility. He He's he's a main man for sure. But, you know, I probably wouldn't put a win bet on him because I don't bet uh, uh, four to one or five to one in the mm-hmm. Derby usually. Usually, not mm-hmm. very often at all. So a uh, horse that I might bet... Uh, and that is a horse that hasn't been even mentioned yet on the show, and that would be the uh, Smile Happy, um, mm-hmm. who got blown away by Zandon in the stretch of the bluegrass. But, you know, he's a run happy. Yeah, he was a great sprinter. But this horse has never sprinted. He's run four races in his career, all routes, three stakes. He has two wins and two seconds. He hasn't done much wrong. He mm-hmm. runs on. Yeah, Zandon ran on better. In uh, on April 9th in at Keeneland, but, but the difference in the price is be huge. around to what twenty to one. That's at his least. morning line. Yeah, because Taba and I think Crown Pride two horses we talked about. I think they're definitely going to go lower than their morning line to begin with. And Taba, you, yeah, you're you're get, you're you're going to get a very good price on that horse. And I'll trust you, Joe. Who's the only horse that's beaten uh, Epicenter this year? Oh. Uh, wasn't Close it to midnight, or, or call me midnight. Call me midnight, and you gave that horse out. I did have to the that tune of sixty bucks. That day. So he uh, hasn't been able to make it to the finish line in two races since then. Doesn't matter. I mean, uh, you collected on that happened. day. He was the best horse that day. So he ran big. He beat you Epicenter. See, you seem to know how, how to beat Epicenter. That? I don't know. Go looking back, but <laughs> okay. he did. So all right. Okay, well, there's our look at the Kentucky Derby and some other local people. Once again, the Oaks on Friday gates open at seven a.m. Just an awesome race, that Kentucky Oaks. And the, and the card sat Friday and Saturday is, is like mini Breeders' Cups all weekend long. And uh, kind of a sports short regarding the Kentucky Derby, and it's and a tie to the Northwest. And Vince has heard this one, but it's still pretty darn unique. There's been four horses in history that have raced in the Kentucky Derby, and later... In the Long Acres or Emerald Downs Derby the same summer, of course, because they're three-year-old races. All four of the horses that raced in the Kentucky Derby and then the Long Acres Derby won. They all won, starting with Count Chic, Count Chick in 1956, Hoist the Silver, Castellaria, and Sea Cadet. They all... Uh, they were all unplaced in the Kentucky Derby, but they all won the Long Acres Derby. Castellari, of course, was a dead, dead heat, heat with Flying Judgment. Yep. And uh, Hoist the Silver, the Derby was the race after the Spokane Handicap, which was one of the big demolition derbies in, oh, in Northwest racing history where there were horses strung out all over the track. Hoist the Silver's number was not taken down, and the jockeys refused to ride That's the right. 10th exacta race. Happened to be there that day, and that was an interesting sequence of events. Yeah, indeed. So there's that, and uh, we'll pick up trivia next week as we'll have a podcast next week, our opening week at Emerald Downs. So uh, the last week question, uh, if you want to try and answer that and get in the prize drawing, trivia at emeralddowns.com. Send your email. I'm trying to keep this under 35 minutes, but I'm trivia at emeralddowns.com. Send your answer and... 
the last time the top three-year-old of the meeting at Long Acres or Emerald Downs won the mile the following season. So top three-year-old one year, Long Acres mile winner the next year. When's the most recent time that happened? Thanks for listening to Horse Racing Northwest.